0: At you. And when the, you see, when Jesus, when God was hiding Jesus, the devil knew nothing about it. But a day came when Jesus must appear. A day is coming when you must show up. As it is now, the devil thinks you are finished. The devil thinks he has done with you and you are nobody. Little did he know. That you are around, yeah. some, some are around., I'm around. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> you cannot finish what God is hiding. So Jesus was hidden, and the devil thought Jesus was destroyed. It is in this point when some people lose hope, God knew that if you will not do that, some of you by now, you will be destroyed. It is God's strategy to hide you. And the devil is confused. He thinks you are finished. Am I talking to you? When Moses was born, did you hear me? The devil had intelligence. And the king made a a command to say, kill all baby boys. And guess what? God had to hide Moses in the same house of a king. And the king didn't even know that the one he was looking for to kill is the one they are keeping in the house. That's how, that's how the devil does not know. Can you imagine the devil is using the same king to kill all baby boys without knowing that the one in the house, he's the one who will be a prophet. Oh, Am I talking to you? Am I speaking to somebody here? So the devil has always a mistaken identity. He always mistakes you. That's why he he will come in you and tell you that you are nobody. So with Gideon, Gideon, the devil, thought he was a nobody. And and God said, you are a mighty man of valor. But where is that mighty man? God was hiding it. That, the mighty part of Gideon, God was hiding it. The leadership part of Gideon, God was hiding it. To an extent, the people were looking for great warriors and they took Gideon aside. They said, he's nobody. And he is the one that redeemed Israel. (laughs) Am I talking to somebody here? Imagine a man by the name of David. The devil always mistakes people. Am I speaking to you? And David was taking care of the ship. And the devil didn't even know that that boy would be the one who would be the king. And God had to hide him. Do you know where God had to hide him? In the palace. He was employed to be playing... A music instrument before the king if the king knew that time by the time the king was knowing the whole country was already singing great is David, great is David that's when he was thinking to kill him it was too late tell your neighbor that God is hiding me, God is hiding me. and when he, me up, when he shows me up the whole world will dance It's a strategy. I tell people, it says God knows how to do it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine in the days of uh, uh, Jezebel, she was looking for Elijah. All of a sudden, Elijah disappeared. She thought he was dead, not knowing Elijah was hiding in a cave for three years, being fed by ravens. And 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 do not mistake God hiding and. Suffering when God is hiding you, you are not suffering. I'm talking to somebody here. I said, When he, when God is hiding you, it does not mean you are suffering, He knows when to release you. The day Elijah came out, he went in the same country where he was hiding from. When a chief commander of the army of Israel, who was sent by Jezebel came to meet Elijah. He said, man of God, you must come to the the palace. You are needed in the palace. He said, I've been hiding from you. Now I want to show you now. He said, if I be a man of God, may fire come from heaven and consume you. The Bible says fire came from heaven and consumed him and all his mighty men. The question is, so why was he hiding? There is time that he is supposed to come out and demonstrate the power. And there is time he must be hidden, not to be seen by people. And when God is hiding you, never mistake with his suffering. It is just God's strategy to... St- oh my goodness, I'm talking to somebody here. Can I talk to somebody here? Ah, you hear this? So all men of God, who see in the Bible, there was a period where God would hide them and the devil would think they were finished. Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil would think what? Yeah. Can you imagine? Everybody thought Jesus is dead. Imagine. <laughs> everybody believed that Jesus is dead. Is finished. Yeah. Even he confused them. He said, "Ah, it is finished." Yeah. And those who are crucifying him, they like ah, even him. He said, "It is finished." Yeah. Only to rise on the third day. The Bible says when he rose on that day, everyone who died in Israel resurrected. And they were seen moving in the streets. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? The devil is not all-knowing. I want to show you something here. Okay? In Isaiah 40 verse 28, the only one who is all-knowing is God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither fence nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. In 1 Kings 8 verse 39, the Bible says, Then here in heaven you dwelling place, and forgive and act, and give to everyone according to all his words, whose heart you know, for you alone, you How many? Answer. You, how many? Do what? You alone. There's no devil knowing it. You alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. It is only God who knows your thoughts. The devil doesn't even know what you are thinking right now. Am I talking to you? That's why, that's why the devil. If he wants to know how you are thinking, this is what he does. Bring the phone. All right. So you you stand there. Then the devil will be like, do you like it? When he stretches his hand, then he knows he likes it. Did you hear that? That's the only way he knows. And it is known as temptation. So he, he will make this look so beautiful. And then he looks at you like this. To see how you act, then he sees you making movements. He says, <laughs> that, "That's how the devil does. That's why you are tempted." But he doesn't know what you are thinking, so he must make you think something. Tell your neighbor next to you, say, "Me, Me. From, now, from now, I defeat the enemy." Now watch this, watch this. So so he does not know what you are thinking. This is why it's so dangerous to tell people what you are thinking. I'm only telling you. That's why you will never see God. That's why the things of the kingdom are so secretive. God wants to hide his things. The moment you begin to talk what God is hiding. God says, oh, okay. The devil says, okay, I will finish you. This is why so many people get depressed on what was moving well before and it's no longer moving well. Because you spoke it, you exposed it. And the enemy knew, oh, it is this that is going on. The devil comes after it. Uh, tomorrow I'm going for a visa. Uh, I'm going for a visa, uh, tomorrow I'm getting it. You go there and they say no. And you don't even understand why they said the no. You talk too much. You give information. Your case is not the same with other people. The devil may have nothing to do with them. With you, he may actually have everything to do with you. He may actually be planning to stop everything around you. And he will do anything to stop you. So why are you exposing your life? You are not other people. He may have nothing to do with them and their trip. With you, he may have everything to stop your trip. So never, never, hear me, operate like this. If Mary, nobody knew, hear me, nobody knew who was the father of the baby when she was pregnant. She hid the secret. She lived in the house of Elizabeth. Until she delivered. Nobody knew it. So you have a project. You are planning things. Stop talking too much. Stop talking too much. Stop talking too much. You don't know. Who are you giving information? Am I talking to you? Am I speaking to you? What God wants to do around you. Sometimes stay quiet. Let the devil continue being confused. Mm -hmm. Let him think you are finished. And when things begin to move, don't talk. Unless you are testifying to God's glory. But don't talk what you are planning. Right now, let them keep on being confused. Like, ah, that woman is finished. Not knowing that now you have got money in your account. They should keep on thinking you have no money. God is cooking something. I prophesy. I can sit in the spirit realm, and you know, in all this message I'm sharing with you, God told me He said, "I will not do anything big to some people around you until you teach them how to keep, to keep silent, because each time I have my way, they expose my strategy." Hey, look, look, we're doing a project now. You see, in the next two months, I'll have one million. Hey, look, look. Ah, me, I'm trying, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Do, Do you know you are not other people? You are different, and what God is doing around you is different. I pray tonight. I pray for you tonight. That God shall open his secret treasure and trust you again. It's amazing to see how people say, I lost trust in him. I lost trust in her. I lost trust. I lost trust. I lost trust. Do you know trust is the main thing you need to give God? God has to trust you. I know you take things lightly. The Bible says, how would I trust you? If you cannot be faithful in small things, how can you be faithful in big things? God wants to be assured that he can trust you. So number one, number one, the devil does not know you. He doesn't. It has no information. In Psalms ninety-four verse eleven, it is only God who knows your thoughts. The Lord knows the thoughts of man that they are futile. In Matthew 9, verse 4, the Bible says what? Matthew 9, verse 4, the Bible says, but Jesus knew what was in their minds. So never compare God with the devil, like, ah, he's the opposite. He isn't. Jesus knew what was in their minds. Are you there? He doesn't even know the future. That's fact number two. The devil does not know about the future. Isaiah 46. The The Bible says, and I want you to see this, because we have people who actually think the devil knows their future. He doesn't. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. In verse 10, the Bible says, Declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying my castle shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. He does not know the future. That's why every day he's panicking. He actually thinks rapture will happen even now. The way the devil is working, the way the devil is operating now, currently, worldwide, it is in, he is so desperate. He wants as many people as he can to himself. That's why rapture is a mystery. That's why there's no debt for rapture. Because God hides. God knows how to keep secrets. God isn't too small like that to tell you. The future and his plans. God keeps on hiding his plans. That's why even rapture is a mystery. The coming of Jesus when he was being born, it was a mystery. People who knew that Jesus was born, in fact, were shepherds. We were taking care of the sheep. People in the temple in Jerusalem knew nothing. There was no angel visiting people in the temple, in the synagogues, in Jerusalem. And they said, I am am an angel. Jesus is born. People in church, this information was hidden to them. People who knew it were wise men. They were shepherds. And people in the temple, people in the church, they didn't even know. I prophesy that no any future shall be monitored anymore. You see, the devil, that's why he wants to really know about you. He wants information about your future. He wants to jeopardize it. That's why you even wonder that he even touches things which are not even important in your life. He doesn't even know. He even becomes desperate. He can't even touch your, your, your watch. like ah. You put a battery, it can't work. You fix it, it can't work. Even a watch. <laughs> he, he's so confused. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. So you must be very careful because he, he wants your future. And the Bible says, I know the thoughts and the plans I have towards you give you a future, but God is not talking in the plans. He doesn't want to give you the devil information. Now let's go ahead. Now I want you to see this, alright? So he doesn't know the future. He even doesn't know what you dream. He doesn't. In Daniel 2, verse 27 to 28, Daniel told the king that not even magicians, not even anyone who does magic can be able to interpret what was in your dreams. Do you hear me? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, And the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. In verse 28, the Bible says, But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. Only those people who have the power from God can interpret what is in your dream. Not the devil. He doesn't even know. And Daniel comes and they says, not the devil knows your dream. Nobody knows. He says, but I will tell you now. Because I stand in the presence of God. So he doesn't even know your dreams. And Joseph woke up in the morning and began to share his dream to the brothers. Like, ah, I had a dream. I saw all of you. You were bowing to me. They <laughs> said, quickly, hey, let's go to take care of the ship. Take him. As they were going along the way, they said, let's kill him. Yeah, I see what will happen. And I love the part that the evening he said, let us kill him and see what will happen to the dream. So the devil always wants to know. He wants to hear. And In fact, the brothers could not know if he never shared the dream. But I prophesy to you tonight that any information the devil has about you shall be deleted in the spirit. Every monitoring spirit, they shall lose the intelligence about you. Because the devil for years, he's using that intelligence and is playing around. To confuse your life. I'm telling you the truth. He has the intelligence of you. Are you following? Fact number three. The devil can run away from you. He can actually leave you alone. He can actually leave you alone. Tonight. Not even tomorrow. Tonight. He can actually leave your children alone. Because some of you, your children are under the captivity of the devil. And some of you, your marriage is under the captivity of the devil. But I'm saying there is an ability that he, he actually can run away from you. There is something you can do and make him run away. So I hear you, prophet. Now, let's go to the scripture quickly. I want you to go into the book um, of James, chapter 4, verse 7. And I want you to see what the Bible there says. Therefore, do what? Therefore, what must you do? Uh huh. Resist the devil. And what will happen? The way to flee. It means to what? In terror. In fact, to run away is even better. To flee means to run in teller. Now, the Bible says submit to God. Resist the devil and he will run away. The Bible does not say resist the devil and he will run. It says submit. Submit. What is to submit? When God says fast, you fast. When God says give, you give. When God says pray, you pray. That is submission to God. Only people who submit to God are the only ones who can actually stand and say, come out, and demons can leave." So to submit to God does not mean just to be in church. It means to obey. And then the Bible says, and the devil shall flee. So can you imagine the devil can flee from a person who is a believer, who submits to God? What more God himself? Oh, are you here? Tell your neighbor that I'm resisting the devil tonight. I'm resisting the devil tonight. As I submit to God. As I submit to God. So when we say be born again, what does that mean? It means actually simple. Submit to God. This is when you kill your will and allow the will of God over your life. But that does not mean to be born again. Just live as you were living before. It means a complete change in your mindset. Knowing whom you submit to. So you submit to God. And then the Bible says you are able to resist the devil. Only people who submit to God are the people who can resist the devil. And the devil can run away from them. So you see, we are resisting the devil. We resist his will in our marriage. We resist his will in our finances. We resist his will. This is why people who like fasting are likely to chase the devil more than those who don't. You eat from 1 to 30. No fasting, no nothing, no no submitting to God, no nothing happening around you. Trust you, me, I promise you, you have uh, so much battle to deal with. Begin to love fasting. Begin to say, today, I will not eat. I just want to submit to God. I just want to give myself to God. In fasting, some of us, we don't do fasting like some of you. Some of us in fasting, we don't fast against the problem. We submit to God. It's a moment to submit to God. Say, God, I have an issue, but I submit to you. You are a mighty God. You are this, you are that. I know I have got this. So I go there. There. Submit. After, after, submit, submit, submit. Then I come now. Then I say, hey, you, Wena, what are you doing? Come out. Ah, it just packs and go. (laughs) (laughs) I submit. So sometimes, before you make a prayer, Raise your hand and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I submit your authority. After just saying those words, just say that one day. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I submit your authority. I submit to you. I submit your power. I submit your your Holy Spirit. And then you say, in the name of Jesus, this problem come up. You will see. Mm -hmm. The devil fears people who submit. Are you, are you understanding what I'm talking to you? In a marriage, every man talks this word: "I love a wife who submits." Hmm? You are quiet. I love the wife who what? Submit. And the Bible says, "Submit your husbands. Submit. Submit. You want fast to end in the in the, in the family? Submit." So to submit to God, hear this. Because tonight we want to resist the devil. Are you, are you, are you ready to do this? Oh, yes. We want to resist the devil. Remember tonight, this Sunday, today, is part of what we said last week. I said, anoint yourself for the end of the matter. And I said, this Sunday again, we are anointing ourselves again for the end of the matter. So we have to resist him. He must flee. He has not no information about you. He is actually looking. He wants to know what's going on, what's happening, what's happening. That's why the devil, he is a stealer of prophecy. And we normally tell people that if you go to a prophecy, pray for your prophecy because the moment you have a prophecy, the devil has information about you. And he fights that prophecy with all what he has. He goes all out to stop your prophecy. Imagine when the prophecy was given to David that he shall become a king. What happened? The whole hell broke loose against him. The man had a prophecy and it was a public prophecy. All of a sudden, the man was just a shepherd boy taking care of the sheep. All of a sudden, after prophecy, everyone was against David, including his brothers, including his own father, biological father, and his own biological mother until he even wrote in the book of Psalms that even if my mom can leave me, even if my father can leave me, it's okay. The whole hell broke loose because of prophecy. The whole president was after him because they ha- now the devil has information. So when you have prophecy, don't be like, "Ah, I got a prophecy, and and uh, uh, that our, I don't know what's going on until today. Nothing is changing. Nothing is happening. Keep on singing, my friend." Some of us, you don't know how we pray for our prophecy. The Bible says, what what, what did Paul say to Timothy? He said, since you have a prophecy, he says, remember that prophecy so that you may fight a, a good warfare. He says, remember what I spoke. He said, remember that word of prophecy which was given unto you. He says, if you do, you shall fight a good warfare. Because of that prophecy, there's a warfare around. There is a war. Like I will stop this woman. I will stop this man. So some of you, we have even given you a prophecy. Some of you, you don't even, you didn't receive a prophecy from me, but where you are, there is a prophecy you know, that this is what I am. This is, You are so prophetic, and the devil has picked it up. So the way she's talking, the way this guy has been talking, looks like a normal person. There's a prophetic destiny about this guy. He sees how you pray. That's why God says you shall speak in tongues. Because God doesn't want the devil to hear what you're talking about. Everything of God is a mystery. Have you ever thought it? Like, why did God put tongues? Why? God had to create a code, a language that the devil must not hear. When we begin to pray, we confuse the devil. He just starts to stand and begin to watch at you like, ah, "I wish I knew what he was talking about. I could you stop everything." And your mind to be like, "No, I want to speak what I can hear." No, we don't pray what you can hear. We pray what God can hear, not what you can understand. We pray what God can understand, not what you can understand. Are you the one to, to answer? So why do you want to, I want to pray what I can hear. I want to pray what, are you, are you, are you going to answer yourself? No. I pray for everybody watching me in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I pray for your future. I, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. I, I pray for your dreams. I, I pray for your personality. The devil, is fleeing from you tonight. He is leaving you tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Another factor of the devil, he can never force a believer to do anything. Someone told me, It's like, ah, Papa, I'm sorry I did it because the devil. Ah, the devil. You blame the devil. He can never force a believer to do anything, he can never force you. Nobody should lie to you that it was the devil. It was actually you. He can never force a believer to do anything. Are you following? Now, in Acts 26, verse 18. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness. God, once you open your eyes. Once you open your eyes. Once he opens your eyes. You can... Turn from darkness. Just open your eyes. Some of you, it's just to open your eyes, to see what is going on around you. It's just to open their eyes and what? it says to turn them from darkness to light. So the more your eyes are not opened, as I told you before, some of the people you talk to, if God will open your eyes, you know they're not supposed to be people you must talk to. Some of the things you are dealing with, If God will open your eyes, you will stop completely. So it is not that the devil will force you to do it. He says it is you that you will tend against darkness. So he won't force you. You can actually willingly walk out of it. So he will never force you to do anything. Another thing that I want you to see here the devil cannot touch, cannot touch you without God's permission. The devil will not touch you without God's permission. Listen, wherever you're watching me from, if you're following what I'm teaching with you, just raise up your hands. I'm following prophet. The devil will never touch you without God's permission. I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying if you are a believer, I'm not talking about people who he has possessed. Any believer, he cannot touch you without God's permission. That will never happen. Never. Never. It will never happen. So some of you, what you're passing through right now, God might have permitted it to happen. It could be God's challenging the devil that tried. She will come out victorious. So God may rate you highly, and you may be rating yourself so low. In Job 1 verse 10, the Bible says, the devil had to go and ask for permission. Now, the devil says to God, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely kiss you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. Now, can you imagine the power to touch Job? He had to go and beg for that power from God himself. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding? And the devil took that power and began to touch Job. And what happened? Job lost everything. And the same God restored Job times times two. Everything he had came back. Am I talking to you? Jesus told Peter that the devil begged me he says that he must sift you. But I have prayed for you and stopped it. And and that prayer stopped it. The enemy had a plan against against Peter. But he could not touch Peter. He had to go to Jesus to say, Can I touch him? And Jesus rebuked the devil. So he cannot touch you without asking for permission. What is happening around you? He might actually have asked for permission, and God said, "Go ahead. Let's see." God rates you highly. The devil is so crazy. You know how he makes it? He makes people to think that actually so powerful, and he's not. It is in deception that he makes people think. And I want you to see this. And I want you to see this. No matter how power the enemy has, the power that is in you is all-powerful. And this is why you are able to stop the devil by just one word in the name of Jesus. Quickly, I just want you to see this as well. All right? He will not kill without God's permission. In the same verse we read in Job 2, verse 6, God said, do everything you want to do apart from his life. And the devil couldn't do it. He gave him a disease. The devil gave Job a disease that if you do have that disease today, you will die. But because God said, do not touch his life. And I pray, if there's a disease the devil has sent in your body or your family, I pray that your life will be spared. He has no power to touch your life. Never, he cannot, and you must know that fact. Are, are you understanding? And he cannot influence your environment around you without God's permission. On that verse, on the same chapter of Job 1 verse 12, the devil began to influence things around Job. Go verse 12. The Bible says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of God. Now, in verse 13, what happened? Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking uh, wine in the oldest brother's house. There is always something that happened in the Bible when people are drinking wine. Yeah, I'm telling you, everywhere I read the scripture when people are drinking wine, something happened, and it's always bad. Now, s- s- see the scripture. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided them and took them away, indeed they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Wait, did you hear that statement? Yes. Did you hear that statement? Yes. Now, in a natural, people could say, "Oh, what has happened? People from Sebia, the Sebians, yes. have attacked Job's children and have died." It would look normal, like people attacked. But did you just hear that behind the scene, there was a meeting between the devil and God, yes. and the devil went to touch those children, so the devil had to go and influence people, to come and kill the children. To come and kill the, uh, uh, the servants and all animals. So Job lost all his animals. Oh, I have lost all my animals and my servants. But not knowing it was the devil. But he could not touch that if God never gave permission. And some of you you actually lose things and you don't like I lost this I lost this I lost this ah then the devil says I knew it I knew that's what I was looking for I wanted her I wanted him to behave like this my friend we never give up what god is about to do we cannot give up for this small thing we had and we lost Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? So the devil, in fact, the devil, the Bible said that he was a singer in heaven. He was actually a musician. In fact, the devil is a musician. Amongst Amongst the angels of God, all those powerful angels of God, he was not in the category of war. He was among the musicians. So you are scared of a musician. He was not created for war. Angels of war, they are other angels. These are, these are, are under Michael. Am I talking to you? That's why the devil fears Michael. Because he was, Michael was created for fighting, for war. Him, he was created to sing. The Bible says on the last day, the Bible, it says on the last day, when God will show us the devil, he says, You'll be so disappointed. And the whole world will say, The Bible says, and the whole world will say, Is this <laughs> that was causing us problems? This one. <laughs> the devil cannot touch you without God's permission. This is why Jesus taught us, He said, When you pray, you must say. Okay? When you pray, you must mention, do not lead us into temptation. Because God can actually say, ah, tempting. Did you hear that? God can actually give a permission to the devil. So, Jesus said, in your prayer, you must actually say that God, please do not allow the devil to come to my direction. If you see the scripture, Do you know how you are? Do you know how you are? In Job 1 verse 10, do you know how you look like? In Job 1 verse 10, see what what the devil acknowledges around the believer. In Job 1 verse 10, he says, have you not, this is the devil telling God, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that he has on every side? So God makes a hedge of protection. That's how you are. So for him to enter that hedge... God must give a permission. So Jesus said in your prayer, you must say, do not lead us into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. So that prayer is very important. Always pray that God, every plan of the enemy must not wake up in my life. So when we come here when we say, raise up your hands. Let's pray. In the name of, we declare. We are not crazy. We are not crazy. When I say, raise up your hands, and you raise up your hands like this. Say in the name of Jesus, in the name of, I resist the devil. We are not crazy. We know how the devil operates. Stand up on your feet and raise up your hand. Karabashi Karaba. As you raise your hands, say in the name of Jesus, every plan of the enemy, any demonic strategy against me, say will not work. So as I raise my hands, I disappear from any demonic ladder, from any demonic surveillance from any demonic camera. I disappear now. I declare myself invisible, all my plans invisible, all my finances invisible. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare the prayer. no plan of the enemy shall succeed. No plan of the enemy shall work in the powerful name of Jesus.